it's important just to point your compass towards joy. And play like you, be like you, and don't overthink it. Can't wait to see the pixelated version of you now. I know, mate. There we go. How, how oh. pixelated do I get when we when we start streaming? It's not bad. Right now, yeah. you look. I would say, if if like handsome Eddie is a ten, I would say you're probably at like a solid seven as far as how much <laughs> pixelation there is on the screen. Like I can tell, I can tell that you're probably a decent looking lad. Okay. But I'm right. not positive. I'm, I, but you also could have been involved in a horrific car accident. You're pretty pixelated. <laughs> I can't really tell. <laughs> it's always after we stop recording. I'm like, oh my God, there you are. Crystal clear, mate. The whole way through, it's just like, actually, to be fair, you're pretty crystal clear now, mate. You're pretty crystal clear. There we go. We've both got great Wi Fi. Everything's good, man. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, how are you feeling, mate? You um, had a busy old time since last camp? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there we go i'm golden man i'm golden <laughs> um yeah I'm, i mean uh so amber got sick right after the last camp and and then and i mean obviously she tested everything it wasn't COVID or anything it just she's got a cold but i don't know what it's like over there but around here the common cold is now the thing to fear because after two years of us not having the common cold and and always being so careful and wearing masks, now the common cold is taking people down. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on here. Like, So I tried my best to stay away from her, but we live in the same house. I'm not going to go to a hotel because she's got the sniffles. Um, and I feel like I feel like I dodged it. Like I got it a little bit, but I feel okay. Like it hasn't fully taken me down. So I think we'll be all right. It's going to be a little bit of a scratchy podcast, but I'll get through it. Mate, I can't. I can't imagine teaching a full camp with the flu. The flu's the worst, mate. You know now what the they say. The flu's about? a whole different level. Let's be clear. I'm. Oh, you just. I'm, you just got a cold. If the flu's a ten, I'm out of one. I'm just okay. like, oh man, I wish I felt a little better than I do. Okay. The flu you- will shut your ass down. I. Uh, I. I've had one camp. So this this coming up one, I think is camp one eleven, one twelve. I don't remember. Right. Anyways. So over a hundred drum camps and I had one camp that I actually had to, I, I was in a bit of trouble. I had the flu. I called in Eric Moore. He was the nearest pro drummer that could, you know, drive here when he still lived in Stockton, California. And I literally called him from my bed and I said, Eric, can you help me out, bro? And to Eric's credit, he didn't even blink. He said, bro, I got you. And he drove down and taught a full day of camp, and the campers got to hang out with Eric Moore for a full day. And he at, he went to lunch with them, went to dinner with them, answered all their questions. It was really, it was, it was like, it was really cool, man. It's what you do for a brother. Like, wow. he did, it was just cool because it was Facetime. I was like on my side, you know, you know how like when you lay on your side and you're in trouble, like tears come down your face, but you're not crying, you're just leaking. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. I said, it's like dude. My- it's like my eyes now, mate. When I think about having the cold or a flu, for some reason, my eyes just start watering. Really? I'm such a wimp, mate. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> such a wimp. So did was that day off the camp enough to recover for the next day? Yeah. Then I um, you know, I went to the doctor and I was like, whatever you need to do. And he's like, well, I don't need to do anything. You need to sleep. And I'm like, well, that's not possible. There's eight <laughs> people that flew in from freaking Bangladesh. Like, I cannot not be there. Um <laughs> I don't care what you say. This is happening. And he was like, all right, well, this will help you a little bit. I don't, I can't remember if he gave me just some, like some pills or something, but um, he's like, you should probably wear a mask. This is way before COVID like wearing a mask 
people in America would be like, oh my God, are you dying? Why do you have yeah, a mask yeah, yeah. on? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, taught the rest of the camp. Um, but I, I needed that 24 hours of just laying in bed and letting my body recover. So wow, I mate. feel none of that right now. I just have a little bit of a scratchy throat and I'm kind of, I can just tell that my body's like, do you want us to go in on this? And I'm like, I just start it, get sick so I can get <laughs> over it. I don't have time to be sick. Um, that's how you know you're, I, I, I hate to put us in this category because for some reason, this term always kind of grosses me out, even though we talked about it a lot last week. But that's how you know you're a, you're an entrepreneur is when you truly are like, I don't have time to be sick. Because when you work for somebody else, you're like, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I wish I could come in, John. I can't. I'm sick. <sighs> yep. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, mate, have you ever had the B12 shot? I have not. Oh my God. So, you know, the the B12, I think it's like a bunch of vitamins. I don't know what it is. Sure. Probably vitamin you, B12. Yeah. All, all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always hear it in like, I don't know, like, um, oh, like just loads of famous people get it all the time because it makes you feel amazing, basically. That, and that's probably okay. a very naive statement to make, but like, I always just hear it like, you know, oh, this actress or actor has it before they do their scene. Anyway, on tour, James got really sick, the guitar player from Busted. And it was the biggest night on tour. So it was Manchester Arena, which is bigger than London. And wow. he was like fully flu, like wiped out, like asleep before. Like he woke up five minutes before we went on. Anyway, wow. um, the promoter for the venue was like, right, we're going to have to call in the doctor, the doctor. And it was like something out of a movie scene, mate. It yeah, was like yeah, this, yeah. This the doctor, doctor just lost his license a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just rocked up with a briefcase and like popped yep. open and was like, okay, okie dokie, here we go. Who wants to be 12 shot? And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit tired. I, like, I wasn't. I think I was just like, I want to I experience this B12 shot. Totally. Like, cool. Do you want it in the ass or the or the leg? And I'm like, well, he didn't say that. It was a doctor. But um, I said, I'll, I'll have it in the leg. So he did the uh, B12 shot. And honestly, mate, I don't know whether it was placebo or not, but it was literally like there was 10 Red Bulls and it was condensed into like really? a shot. It was just like, boom, let's go. It was really? just like, yeah, it was crazy, mate. The wow. B12 shot from it, like being injected into your body is nuts. And after that, I actually kind of believed all the stories I heard about these B12 shots. Like apparently, uh, who he he used to do someone else's shows. It was, I don't want to say the name in case I get it wrong, but it's like a huge pop star. Okay. And apparently every night before she went on, she wanted a B12 shot. So maybe that's what, and maybe that's what you need, mate. Go to your nearest doctor, say, look, I'm a muso, I'm a drummer. Give me this B12 shot. Get the briefcase out now and see what <laughs> happens, mate. I think uh I, I think I'm I, we'll see what happens. I I feel like I'm gonna win this. I, I I looked at my matcha and I said, look, I've hyped you up on Instagram. It is time for you to do your freaking job. Yeah. You get your yeah. little green tushy in here and and swirl around in my bloodstream and cause some damn havoc for whatever this cold is and get rid of it because I got a camp starting. I have a camp starting today. First of all, I did today. Oh, why am I yelling at you? I did a camp yesterday in Germany. I got a camp starting today. I don't have time for this. By the way, Jeez. for everyone out there, I wasn't in Germany. I did a camp from here in Folsom, California, streamed to, um, there's a drum camp going on in Germany by a company called The Drum Club. And they've got Jos Nickel, Klaus Hessler, um, Udo Dahmen, a bunch of other really famous German teachers there. They're all there in person. And then 
they rented this huge, huge place to hold this camp because there's like 40 students. And then they they just had like a movie screen that they projected my Zoom stream on. But with all of my tech, I can I can always just hook up my whole entire studio to Zoom. And then we ran four cinema cameras through Zoom, full Pro Tools, everything. Amazing, man. Mate, that and must so, have been wicked. I'd love to do that. I'll be too I'll be too terrified about Elon Musk's um amazing internet. internet? But yeah, the internet. The internet is always gonna be in my way, mate. I feel it until the day I die. It's always <laughs> gonna be there. No matter what I get offered. Oh, do you want to do twenty grand consultation for this thing? I can't, mate. I can't. I have no internet. Even <laughs> even in two thousand sixty nine, however long it's gonna be. The internet is always going to be in my way of, of, of making money. I feel there's it. nothing worse than I, I've done it when I mean, keep in mind, I've been streaming for a while. So back in the early days, I was the opposite of you. I was like, do you want me to stream live to you? I, I could do it. Yeah. 2007. <laughs> I can do this in 2007. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And I would do like a full blown 40 minute masterclass. And, and I definitely at that point called it a masterclass because I so badly wanted to be a clinician. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, you get all done and then you check your cell phone. And they're like, sorry, we lost you about a half an hour ago. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, Sweet. that's so good. That's why I have Amber now to like be like, hey, <laughs> you need to be communicating with them. So in case, because I'm just staring at a camera, I'm assuming it's going well, but I don't know. And then, uh, but so now it's a little bit more reliable. Oh, so that man. brings us on to today's topic, which is tech. I use tech for that camp the other day. I use tech all the time. You use tech. And I think as far as the tech we need, you know, you and I started talking behind the scenes about apps and what apps we use, but it's so much more than that because it's really rare that I'm doing a lot of things on apps. There are apps that I use on my iPad. There's one or two, and, and this is all related to drumming, obviously. One or two that I use on my phone. I honestly don't use my phone that much for things. Um, and then I use my computer. And so I do have a lot of tech going. You and I are recording ourselves constantly. Um, even right now, I don't know how many people know, but we're using tech to do this podcast. So Eddie, break down what we're using right now. Okay, so we're using Zencaster to see each other and record the audio and the video. I've got my Canon ESR as my camera. I've got my Aperture Light as the light. Um, I've got the Shaw SM7B, so as Mike. We've, we've got the Gator Frameworks stands, matching stands. Yep. We're, we're those guys. Um, and I've got an Audion interface. I don't know what interface Mike has got, but pretty much it's as, it's as pro as you can get podcast yeah. wise it's like we're it, not scrimping anywhere and it's and it takes a lot it like i always get here a good 40 minutes before because i have all of these things to check and check they're working and you know it's uh it's pretty intense i i basically do it's funny even though we have zencaster which is where we make this podcast happen i actually fire up a full-blown zoom meeting with myself to test everything i record it on zoom i do everything on zoom just to see is it working is it picking up the signal from my camera? Am I getting, you know, we've done episodes where I thought everything went well and then I got into mixing and I'm like, Eddie, I don't know what to tell you, but it didn't capture my mic. It captured my laptop or um, or something went wrong, even though we thought it went right. So there's so much tech. As far as my interface, I would recommend this thing to anybody if you just need a one channel podcasting interface. It's the UA Volt as I look at it, 176. Um, so UA is universal audio. They make some of the best. That's, you know, the Apollo pre's. So these are some of the best preamps and interfaces on the planet. 
Um, and it's got like a little, it's like a little, let's see if I can hold it up for edit. No, I'm not going to do that because we're going to lose signal. <laughs> uh, but, um, but what I love about it, it's got a built in, uh, like UA 76 compressor. And it also has some different vintage kind of tones that you can put on it, but great little preamp. So I'm using that, uh, just like Eddie said, I've got the sure SM seven B mic. Um, and we've tested a bunch of different mics. The reason why we're both using these mics, one, they were a gift from the patrons. And so that's amazing. But even as somebody that's endorsed by audio technica, it's mainly because Eddie and I are both pretty anal about how things look. And we like having matching microphones as, as lame as that sounds, we have matching mm-hmm. microphone stands, matching mics, because we know that there will be times that video clips of this podcast come out. And then all of that is going into my laptop, which is a Dell XPS 15. What are you running as far as a computer? So I've got the I've got an iMac Pro. Okay. Um, I don't know which one it is. I can't keep up with iMacs. I'm on about this Mac at the minute. Um, yeah, I've got the so iMac I'm, Pro, the 5K one. So iMac, for someone like me that's not in that world, that's a desktop, right? That's not your yeah. laptop. Okay. Yeah. So I've, MacBook, yeah. laptop, iMac, desktop. So yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm just going into a, a, a 15-inch laptop. And then the other thing is, are you using a cloud lifter? I... <laughs> Yeah, more tech. of course I am, mate. You know, honestly, mate, this mic I love it, and it looks great, and it sounds great, obviously, and it's like the mic. But what I don't get about the mic is that, like, everyone says, "Get it." It's the best mic in the game, but you need it's like little mate to help you out, and if you haven't yes. got it, you can't hear it. It's really, right. It's, it's the quietest mic ever, even with phantom power. So a cloud lifter is this little box, this little metal box that you plug the mic into, then out of that box, you go into your interface. And basically, the cloud lifter gives it an extra 20, I don't know exactly what it is, but an extra 20 decibels of volume. So you have phantom power to power the mic, but it's not hot enough to hear the damn thing. So then you have to get a cloud lifter. So just to do this podcast, there's a lot of tech. We didn't even mention my camera. I'm using a Sony FX3 with a 35mm 1.4 G Master lens. So Um, we've got a lot of tech going on in this now as far as apps do you use any apps do you use an ipad do you use an iphone is there any kind of tech that helps you when you're on the drum set i i stay clear of the ipad for one okay you don't have an ipad and one reason only mate is because there's too many mike johnson copycats out there with the with the ipad flashing do you know what i mean i am (laughs) never getting an ipad ever in my entire life because there's too many copycats. But you, so a- Apple should pay you money for that iPad, mate. Honestly, they should Dude, pay I, you money. I literally feel the exact same thing about Discord because you were the <laughs> first cat ever in the drum game to have a Discord group for your membership. And I have the app on my phone. And I literally yesterday, I swear to God, I was like, oh, yeah, because I was getting ready for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wonder what I've never I've only used Discord on my computer. I've never used it on my phone, but I have the app and I went to click on it. And I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to see inside there. It's, I, feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm in, I feel like I should be on FaceTime with Eddie before I open this app. So I fully understand you not wanting to have an iPad on screen because of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I really do not. It was funny. I was I was thinking about filming a lesson the other day. And I was like, right, what can I do use for the metronome? It's just too long, like recording it through logic within ears. I'll just use sure. my phone or whatever. And I was like, but whatever I do, do not have it. Even my phone, do not have it flashing. Do not have it on screen. No one needs to see it. You know what I mean? 
Just like, Mike does not need to see that. All they need to do is subtly hear it and subtly so they don't hear me going out of time. Um, so yeah, I don't have an iPad. Literally all okay. I do is, is, is live off my phone pretty much. My phone like has everything that I need on it. And the main thing that I use on my phone, which has just been a lifesaver. And for someone that doesn't really like, well, I rarely write down musical notes. I don't write, I don't really write down a lot when it comes to playing the drums okay. but yeah. i use notes on my phone for everything. you mean the app notes the app oh my god that is the best thing that is everything else that comes with the iphone i hold down and i delete do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. as soon as i get a new mac as soon as i get a new macbook pro i'm like i go through and go into applications delete all like the rubbish things that i don't need except yep. for notes and that that has been an absolute game changer mate i mean it's um it, I used to actually have it as the background. So I used to write down my to-do list or like ideas, screenshot it and then put that as the background of my phone just so I could actually like visualize it and what not get idea. away from it. Um yeah. I stopped doing that. But iPhone notes is like the one. It's Okay. And what are you usually writing down? Is it what you need to do? Is like you said, is it a to-do list or are you writing down drumming ideas? That lesson ideas, um, feels exercises i'm writing down like a to-do list i'm writing down like everything like okay i mean my i've got my day so ship this do that don't forget this sort this out um and then i've got one for patreon like lesson ideas um i've got it it just goes on and on and on i mean mate look it's just like Common boy, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's pretty helpful, mate. I love it, and there's nothing more satisfying at the end of the day to go through and, and tick them all out. Do do you use notes on your phone? I don't. That's funny. Um, I I'm trying to think. I use now. This might be weird, so I'll give you like a little something, something, a little insight into my brain. Okay. I use notes just like you, but instead of notes, I use the alarm clock. So I set like 15 alarms every single day. Wow. So everything is timed out. I ha- as soon as the alarm goes off, I have 90 minutes to get that done before the next next alarm goes off. And that's just kind of how. So I, every single morning I wake up and I set like, f- uh, in all honesty, maybe about five to eight alarms that go throughout. Wow, the mate. I've never heard of that before. So it, that's- I, it's just otherwise I'll forget because I'll forget <laughs> to look at the notes to remind me of what to do. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's a good way of keeping you accountable as well. It's like, oh, this alarm set is going off. Like, if I just clear it and stop it, it's, you know, I'm just going to feel guilty. Yeah. So I only, so I press snooze if I'm in the middle of doing something else. I'm like, okay, I can't start that yet. And then I press stop. I turn the alarm off if I can start that project. So, um, I wish I had my phone here, which I don't. I actually left my phone because I was like, ah, I'll be looking at it too much throughout this episode. But I know that it it said, you know, um, I had a 7 a.m. one today that said, take pictures of new drum keys. So that'll be my stories that I'll post a little bit later today because um, uh, a whole shipment of the Cherry Hill Keys of Destiny came in because that's what the campers get this year as their gift. Uh, surprise, spoiled for all the campers that haven't gotten here yet. Um, <laughs> But, you know, these these are handmade custom drum keys that have their own patina. So I'm like, OK, I want to lay out like 16 of them on a piece of vintage wood and take a picture of it. So that that little thing is like, OK, well, I 
I thought of that last night. I don't want to forget it today. And I will once I go to sleep. So I just kind of list out the whole thing, set alarms, and then give myself about 90 minutes per task to get things done. Today, I had an alarm for uploading a new course to mikeslessons.com. For any of you that want to learn the halftime shuffle, there's a whole new course that literally launched about five minutes before we started recording this podcast. So that was an alarm. Um, watch the, I, I got up at 4.50 to watch uh, the F1 race. So yeah, it just goes all day. Wow. I quite like that actually. Because yeah, it does. Um, I think especially when you're being creative, time just quite literally flies by. And sometimes it feels like you actually haven't done anything. And then that's something I struggle with, especially when I'm shooting lessons, you know, I'll be like, I'll watch it back. I do this weird thing with lessons. It's not time efficient at all, but I actually start to edit it. And whilst I'm editing, I'm like, oh, I've had five new ideas. I'm going to shoot that whole thing again. Really? Like, okay. I almost have to edit it first to get to the end yeah. goal. It's such a long process for me, man. It's crazy. But yeah, that's a good way of doing it. That's a, well, that's a really good way. You know, the reason why I started doing that is because I got, I use an app called Notion. I use that a lot um, because it's synced through everything. So whatever computer I'm on, wherever I am, I can always pull up Notion and see. That's how um, I was sending you all those screenshots about here's our day at the UK drum show. Here's the oh. times. That was all in Notion. Oh, well, okay. the thing I, is, I thought that was a notes. Oh, yeah, and, but it's it takes so much work to to tell Notion to send me a reminder. So I'm like, well, wait, I'm doing all this because all I want is text and an alarm. Why don't I just use the damn alarms? Yeah, so that's, that's good, yeah. So I use nice. the alarm. I that's my big one. And then what about metronomes? Do you use a metronome on your phone at all? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Here we go. Wait for this one. Here we go. I use Google. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> it sounded like you said Google. I didn't know they but had a metronome. Honestly, right? I'll, I'll explain the story of how I got here. Yeah. So um, I used to use this other one. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and it was all good. And basically, I have so many videos and pictures on my phone that my phone is just constantly getting full. No matter okay. how many times I delete stuff, it's just it's just always getting full. Sure. So I don't really have that many apps on my phone apart from like the necessary ones. So whenever I'm like <laughs> trying to find a click, what I'm doing at the minute is going onto Google and just using the, the, the metronome in Google. So if you just search 100 beats per minute, they've, uh, they've got a metronome at the top. Um, or if you search metronome or whatever it is, they've just got... Um, a metronome oh. built in now. Can you Look see it? Yeah, right at the top. Yeah. That's... It's so... <laughs> it's mental. That's literally what I'm using at the minute. Like, the other day, um, I was just practicing something on the on the, the small reflex pad, the new Zildjian one. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I had my MacBook there, and I was just playing something as Tra- Travis was playing next to me. And I just got the... the <laughs> I just got Google out on my MacBook and started using it. It's so wild. I never thought... I would be using a Google metronome right now. Um, I yeah, love it. That's the one it's, I use. You know, I mean, metronomes aren't that complicated. I think that there are apps out there that have overcomplicated the metronome. And it's just like, look, I just, it's why I get so frustrated on YouTube when every time I upload a video, somebody says, oh man, what's that? What's that metronome? And I'm like, it, I, I appreciate that. But honestly, it doesn't matter. It's not the secret. I promise. The metronome I use, I promise, if it was any good, my timing would be better. 
(laughs) My timing's terrible. Clearly, I didn't. Whatever one it is, stay away from it. Um, But I only use it because of its looks. It looks Mm -hmm. a specific way. And the colors that it has in it. And by the way, the metronome is called Click. C-L-I-C-K. That is it. I don't. It's a. It's a little unadvanced for me. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a little too primitive. And the reason why the only thing it's missing for me is the ability to do a gap click. I do enjoy a gap click with mm. students. I like being able to do that. So I do that in a different app called the Groove Scribe that we'll talk about later. But other than that, I really just need a big number on the screen because basically I'm teaching a lot of fundamental stuff that it is important that you can see the numbers because it's very different than your style of education where you're kind of teaching your view on things. Mm-hmm. This thing exists. Here's how Eddie Thrower sees it. Here's how he does it. That's different than me saying, okay, this is a flamadiddle. I don't want you to lose track of the pulse. So I need you to see it on the screen. Totally yeah. different situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, my metronome's called click and that's basically all I use. Um, and I, and I do use it quite a bit. Um, it has the ability to change subdivisions, which is important. I always start every exercise that I learn with the actual subdivision of what I'm learning. So I don't start with a quarter note pulse when I start learning something new. If I'm learning a 16th note groove, I have my metronome on at 16th notes, one E and a two E and a, and I right. stay with that until I bury all 16 of those notes. Mm-hmm. Then I take away half those notes and I do eighth notes until I bury those eighth notes. And then I go to a quarter note click. So that's kind of the big one for me is just click. But I have an app for you that I think will be a game changer. Okay. Yeah, sure. And I think you will put this on your phone. Okay. Um, Now, as far as UI, anyone that's uh, out there that's not overly tech savvy, UI is user interface. I would say this one's, it's pretty down. Um, No offense to the creator of live (laughs) BPM. But it does look like Travis did the UI for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you see... You don't need to read, but can you see that a little bit? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just showing Eddie this app on the screen. And right now, he's, he's not really seeing much of anything. I'm just going to start snapping. Oh, wow. So it, it detects the space between your beats. And... Wow. So it just, and then it gives you this graphic readout like 10 minutes later of how much you've rushed and how much you've dragged. But you could, so let's say that in your band, you guys don't use a click because you want it to, to like, you know, be on the edge. It's like, that's fine, but you still shouldn't speed up and slow down once you play. So in a band, you just turn this app on, count your band in, maybe you're 10 BPM faster than normal. But then you stay there. You don't rush. You don't drag because you can see like, oh, we're That's starting. At, we were, we started at one twenty eight. Now we're at one thirty. Let me pull back a little bit. And the reason why I think this app is so important is when we have camp here, and I mean you've been here, so you know we let the campers go in and shed, right? Like, why don't you yeah. guys go jam for a bit? Yeah. No matter what tempo I start us at, if I leave <laughs> the room, they will always <laughs> settle into boom. So I'm like, boom. Boom, scat, doom. By the ninth fill, shabba doo doo. And I'm like, guys, you dropped 46 BPM. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. now I just put this on a music stand. I get us started at whatever it is. Let's say it's 95 BPM. I leave the room. I come back 20 minutes later and they're still at 95 because they just can see visually, like, oops, we're slowing down. Let's pick it back up. So wow. live cool. BPM. It's a great, great app for just visually seeing whether you're rushing or dragging. 
and then just kind of adjusting on the fly because you'll adjust it immediately when you go up one BPM. It's also great to see how about you trade fills with yourself and you'll see that maybe you rush coming out of the fill or you drag coming out of the fill. Um, yeah, it's, wow. it's really, I mean, I, I, I love that app. And I mean, I don't sit down and use it personally all the time, but especially when I can feel that my students' tempos are going all over the map, I'll just throw it up on a music stand and let them just see. So it's not me just saying, I think you're rushing a bit. It's like, well, there's the proof, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, mate, that's that's so cool for bands as well, because a lot of bands, especially like hardcore music, they do love to just play without a click to naturally flow. But like you said, man, there, there is a line where it's like you can flow up and flow down and, and it be cohesive. But there are bands that just speed up so much. It's almost like, okay, I, I get the whole live thing and you want to be the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Right. But they are tight. Do you know what I right. mean? They are very, very tight. And they once, they're, once they've started, they may sway a little bit, but not, not to the noticeable... It won't be that noticeable, basically. So I think that's quite cool. Eh? I would love There's to have that a back huge in the day. difference between pushing and then we sped up. And yeah. that's <laughs> something that's like tough to get through to a newer drummer that hasn't really experienced like session work and stuff is uh, an MD saying, Hey, I need you to stay on top of this one. It doesn't mean when we get to the second verse, can you just pick up 10 BPM? Like, <laughs> that's wrong. You can't do that. Like, that. That's a whole new tempo. So you can stay on top of it, which means like, look, this song has a tendency to drag. Do not let us fall behind. Stay on top of it. That's mm. way different than speeding up. But yeah, live BPM, I, like I said, when you download it for your phone or iPad or whatever, you're going to kind of go like, yeeks. But every time other than I've never tried it with snapping, but. Uh, it does work really well. <laughs> it did work. I did see it. You saw I did, it. Yes. I did see a couple numbers pop up. Mate, that's so funny. So you know that thing I've just been at before this podcast? I was yeah. at um, a, the most English thing in the world. It was like a fair fate with dogs, gun dogs and horses <laughs> and loads of things, basically, and birds, right? This poor guy, I feel so sorry, so bad for him. He had a massive crowd and he had like a hawk, right, on his arm. Okay. And he was doing a few tricks with the hawk. And then he went, right, guys. Uh, I'm gonna just steal the show. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna send old old Lucky here, whatever his name was, the bird, off over there and watch him come back. The bird, this huge flipping hawk eagle thing, just took off boom, miles Shut away. Shut didn't up. come back. Didn't come back. <laughs> Shut up. And I, I was like, mate. This is so embarrassing. There was like 150, 200 people stood there waiting. And it got to the point where he was like, he said to the other guy who was hosting the event, like, yeah, um, I'm I'm actually going to have to go and find, I gotta go. The, find the bird. And I was like, classic. So that was the bird situation all over again. Yes, Check this yes. out. Check. Beautiful. There we go. There it Nothing. is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I think old Lucky should have had a, one, a little. I hope they microchipped Lucky. Uh, he might be gone. He, yeah, I mean, especially if he's like, um, look, handler. I appreciate you bringing me to this event with 350 hunting dogs, but I'm gonna bail, you <laughs> moron. I'm out of here. It was so good. It was like in the, the mo- like this beautiful countryside, and I was like, mate, uh, if I was a bird, there's no way I'd come back here. I'll say yeah. thank you. I'll see you later. Do you know what I mean? I, I got stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's Very keep cool going tip. with some tech. So 
What about your DAW? You, I know you and I have both used Pro Tools in the past. We're both not using Pro Tools, or are you back with Pro Tools? What do you no, use? I've, I've sacked Pro Tools off, mate. It's gone. I've, it's too confusing for me. It's unnecessarily confusing, that, that okay. piece of software, mate. Um, I'm back on Logic for a few reasons. One, I find it actually really easy, really user-friendly. Um, it's just just quick. And that's what I need. Like, I don't need, you know, I, when I when I'm recording, it's either now for like a bit of content, I want to put something up on Instagram or now I want to shoot a lesson or just yeah shoot something, whatever it may be, a playthrough or whatever. It's like, mate, when you're doing everything yourself, obviously like it's, it's hard. It's time consuming. I don't need to figure out how to press record. Do you know, I don't need to press control command F12 to, to hit record. I want to hit R. I want yeah. to hit R and it record. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And it, Pro Tools for me was just taking too long, man. And Logic has been a game changer. I think it's so user-friendly and so easy to use, mate. And it's just the convenience of just having it pop up, work. And especially when you're using a camera, lighting, all, all of these other things, running back and forth, doing it all in your own. I think Logic is the one for me, man. It's just, I love that. I love that software, mate. It's just a game changer for me. I can't believe you, have you never used it? I can't. I'm not a Mac user. Oh, man, that still blows my mind. Yeah. Okay. On the tech episode, no, I just, we've got to yeah. get you to stick with a Mac. You've got to get a Mac and stick with it. I would. I. It's not like I'm against Mac. I mean, I want to. I just. I'm just so used to my computer always working, and so <laughs> to like really embrace having it fail every other day just seems kind of stupid to me. Oh man. <laughs> oh, you knew it was coming. So good, mate. Uh so um. Uh, okay. So I, I think when it comes to DAWs, what you said though, is the thing, which is they're all, they're all pretty similar. Honestly, in the end, it's the interface. It's what, what is the quickest for you? I moved from pro tools to studio one because of how easy it was to make a click. That was it. Everything else was kind of the same. I can always, I, I am someone that goes into every piece of software and I configure my shortcuts to mimic what I'm used to in the Adobe suite. So I, cause my hands, you know, if I want, if I want to zoom in on something, I like to press the plus key. If I want to tighten in on something, I like to press the minus key cause that's mm-hmm. what I'm used to in premiere. So anyways, they're all kind of similar in the end, but creating a click track in pro tools is a nightmare. As far as like, I need the click because I export, like I make uh, a lot of drumless tracks for the website mm. and I export them with click and without click. With Studio One, you literally just say, create click and then boom, there's a click and it says, how long do you want? I'll say the entirety of the song, press one button and there's a click track and it's done. And I get to choose all the sounds and everything. And it's like, dude, that's so easy. And it's on a new, it's on a new track. I don't have to then route that track to main channel one and two it's just done so i think that whether it's you know for most of my students if they're mac i recommend GarageBand, and if they're pc i recommend uh oh i have it here somewhere what's it called mixcraft that's like the pc version of GarageBand, and the reason why is because the interfaces are so non-threatening compared to something like pro tools Mm. um I've yeah, heard nothing but great. No one has ever complained to me about Logic ever. Yeah, they either use it or they don't. But no one said it sucks. You know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, the reason why I switched to Pro Tools is because I thought that, well, a lot of it, you know, a lot of big players in the industry use Pro Tools when it right. comes to recording. Um, and I was convinced by the whole, it just sounds better, man. You know, it just, it just sounds better. And now I think, no, you're, that's bullshit. You, yeah. you could, I, I define anyone to tell me the difference of a raw audio stem whether they can tell the difference is if it's recorded through Logic or Pro Tools. Or Pro Tools. Totally. There's no, no way on earth anyone And I'm sorry, do you have that. Carter McLean's listening room? No. You listen to your freaking Android phone six feet away from your head. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like are you using Kohl's? No. What is it? Kohl's? I'm, none Kohl's. of it matters. Like, so yeah. I, I don't, I agree with you. I think that when it comes to tech, if it's slowing you down, you're using the wrong tech or you shouldn't even be using tech at all. Tech is supposed to help us and you have to find the right DAW that works for you. All right. Yeah, Before we get into our listener questions, I have one more piece of tech for you that I think is very important or one app. Okay. And I think you would dig it because it's old school in the way that you like old school. So it's called mm-hmm. DM1, which stands for Drum Machine 1. A lot of the way that... Uh, the Groove Scribe was laid out visually is based off of an old kind of drum machine vibe as far as just giving you, you can kind of see here, all the dots. So each dot right. represents one sixteenth note. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just say I, I just created a little groove here. Sick. Come on. All right. So... You literally just fill in the dots. No big deal. But what I love about it is I'm going to change now the sounds of this thing. Uh, So let's play this. Sick. Okay, but if I go all the way down to, and there's hundreds of different sounds, we can get to the melodic sounds. And that's what I really love because you can write drum beats but then just change it to something that's more melodic. And then you're actually getting something that you could kind of jam to. So let's go with uh, Juno's because that's my dog's name. Oh, sick. Right? That's so sick. it's and then then it's like, oh cool, I'm not trying to replicate a drum pattern. Mm. Um and for somebody like me that's not melodically inclined, I can't just open fire up my Moog app and like <laughs> write a baseline, write a guitar pattern. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I would yeah, just yeah, lean yeah. on the damn thing with my forearm and just see if it got me some <laughs> cool notes. So I, I love this app, DM1. Mm-hmm. I actually do when I'm kind of bored, I'll just create like a little loop on that. That's maybe just a few, honestly, just a few eighth notes long. I wouldn't have something that dense because then I'd yeah, have yeah. more space to play with it. Nice. And then just pick some some soundscapes. That's amazing, so, man. Oh, also, yeah, I guess it's not, a, you know, this isn't an app, but it's a feature of tech. The voice note, mate. Oh, oh my God. Honestly, man. I, I, the other day I was texting someone and I just thought like, this is so backwards like voice noting for, like to me honestly man it's it's been a game changer like sending a voice note i actually reply to a lot of my like dms through voice note now because i just feel like it's so much more personable it's just you can like convey your message in such a better way but 
honestly, man, I wouldn't know what I like. I said to you the other day, like I get in the car and I go, "Please let me have a voice note. Please let me have a voice note." And then I see Mike Johnston, and then I look at the time and I go, "Yo, he's giving me a four minute banger here, mate. Here we go, strap in." And then I set off, and I absolutely love the voice note, mate. And I think yeah. it's just, uh, I think, especially for work, and I hate calling it work, but like networking, all of those yep. things that, I don't know, are somewhat hard to do in social media these days. You know, every you just see text and you just don't, you don't feel a connection. And I think voice notes have helped me so much to just really connect with people and just, you know, I, I, that sounds probably quite intense, but yeah, I, I love the voice notes, mate. That is a, that is something I do all the time. Even when I don't get a voice note back, I still send another voice note. I'm just a voice note guy now. To everyone. Yeah, it's, I think the most important thing, especially looking back at our history, I mean, you know, you and I, our friendship's coming up on three or four years. Sorry that I don't know our actual anniversary, buddy. But, um, <laughs> but think about how many misunderstandings you and I have escaped because we only voice note you and i mm. rarely rarely ever text and the a lot of things we talk about if we were to text them out could be easily misunderstood if you didn't hear the tone of my voice um there's been times you know where i've i've voice noted you like an apology like dude i literally just posted this thing i i can see from your timestamp that you posted almost the same thing an hour before me i promise you i didn't see it man you can hear in my voice like i'm really sorry like i yeah, yeah, I yeah. do you want me to take it down mm. if i just sent you <laughs> sorry bro didn't see your text want me to take it down comma lol <laughs> do you remember when i voice noted you and i thought i was texting you <laughs> and i <laughs> and i said hey bro uh, hope you're well comma <laughs> lol <laughs> period and then i was like oh shit this is oh excuse me oh so man good. voice notes so good. <laughs> Mate, i've got to stop voice noting around rona she she can't identify when i stopped talking to her and when i sent you a voice note <laughs> totally. she just it's either like she'll turn around and go oh oh yeah of course you're sending a, a voice note to mike or she won't respond thinking that like i'm still voice noting you so right. then it's just so funny. I've got to stop, mate. I've got to stop when I'm around her. Now I actually go into the diff- in a different room. It's a bit weird, actually, mate. It's a bit weird. Well, just going. Amber did here recently. She was like, "It sounds like he's in the bath." And I'm like, "He always texts me from the bath." And she's like, <laughs> "What?" And I'm like, "Have you never heard any of my bath texts?" Like he always texts me from the bath. I love it. Mate. Anyways, let's move on before people tune out. It is time <laughs> to get to a bunch of listener questions, and these are coming specifically from our patrons. So if you are part of the group that supports this podcast, you can submit audio questions and we will do our best to answer them. Uh, This entire podcast has always been funded by patrons. And as Eddie pointed out to me the other day, we we don't we don't have the official numbers on the math, but I think four percent of all of our listeners currently support the 96 percent of you that are listening. So. If you want to help out, we would love that. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash drum with Mike and Eddie. And not to get too deep on it, but things are getting pretty crazy. And that the Patreon thing is actually what is keeping this alive. We are now 78 episodes deep. We could stop this now. We're getting to a place where Eddie's about to go out and do some busted dates. He's teaching again. He's got his Patreon page back up for lessons. I've, I'm in the middle of drum camp season plus a bunch of other things. Don't, we're, no sob stories here. We're very stoked to do this. But one of the things that keeps us so excited is like this is part of our income now. From the Hustle podcast, you guys know that 
this is part of our lives. We can't stop this now. Um, and we don't want to stop this, but it does need to be supported by you. So if you would like to support us, head over to patreon.com forward slash drum with Mike and Eddie. Hopefully you just press the skip 30 seconds button three times. And we are now into the mm-hmm. questions. You didn't have to listen to all that. First question is from Brother Ruben. Hey, guys. I hope you're doing well. I love the podcast. I'm, I'm kind of new to podcasts, so I'm like a podcast version, and I love it, especially about drums. Um, my question has to do with <clears throat> discipline and the discipline that you have to employ to to achieve your goals and how that re- uh, obviously related to drums. And, and just to kind of, you know, speaking about like the carrot, and this on the stick and how that applies to your goals and drumming. Um, and just kind of to give you an example, I I've, I've been kind of following Mike since about 2012, 2013. And I first went to drum camp, um, in 2014. And, um, one day during drum camp, I've, on doing a one-on-one session with Mike, I, I was comment telling him that, man, I love this drum kit that you have next door on the practice room. I love the sound. And I was uh, just telling him about it. And, <clears throat> you know, he listened and then we went through our, our class, our lesson and all that. And then fast forward like a day or two later, <clears throat> we were walking as a, as the whole, the whole um, you know, crew was walking. We were going to, I think, going to go out to eat somewhere in the evening. And the topic, everybody was talking about fitness and, you know, losing weight and all that. And I'm a little bit chubby, I guess. I don't know if I can use that word. Um, uh, well, actually, I'm like 60 pounds overweight. So that's a little more than chubby. Uh, that's plain fat. But, um, so, um, you know, Mike was asking me about, you know, how much you think you need to lose weight and all that. And as we sat down at the restaurant, uh, he goes, I tell you what, uh, you know, that kid that you were telling me about that you love so much, uh, I'll ship it, I'll pack it and ship it straight to the front door of your home or house. And uh, it's yours. If you a year from now you come back and you lose the 60 pounds that, that you need to lose. And I was like, right, like what are you sure about that? You know, he thought about it. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, let's do it. And, and he thought about it and he's like, well, I got to run it by Amber first. Um, but I'm sure she'll say, yeah, she'll agree. So anyway, I came back from camp pumped. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to lose the weight. And, it started all good and, um, you know, thir- I lost like 30 pounds halfway there, like in three months. And then I slowly ran out of gas. And so next year comes around and I went to camp again the second time. And that was the last time in 2015. And I I went there exactly the same way I went on in the year before. And so I didn't achieve my goal. And so uh, maybe he was disappointed. He didn't say anything and I didn't mention it, but uh, I was very disappointed that I didn't do. And that's how my drumming is. I start pumped up and motivated and then I run out of gas and I go back and I get motivated and I run out of gas and I keep going in that cycle. And so my question is, sorry for the long story. 
If you were to wake, go to bed and wake up in the morning the next day and you have gained 60 pounds and you have lost 20 years of your drumming skills, um, how would you go about uh, creating a plan? Like, would you, how, what would you do to get out of that hole? Uh, and I, the, the, my asking, the reasoning here is I'm just trying to figure out your, your thought process on how to achieve goals. Because even though you guys talk that, yeah, it's human to make mistakes, you guys uh, are obviously not the typical personality. I think it's a personality thing where you say, I'm going to do this and you do it uh, no matter what. That's not normal, <laughs> in my opinion. So anyway, sorry for the long story. But that's my question. So thanks. That was a great wow. question. That was a very, very good question. And a really cool story as well, man. Um, well, mate, for me, it, it's honestly like, it's all about consistency and, and doing, being consistent with very, very small achievable things. Like yeah. like the gym, right? For, I'm going to go to the gym after this um, and I'm only going to go for half an hour. And half an hour is, is fairly easy. Everyone has half an hour in the day to go to the gym or do something that's going to make them feel better exercise wise. And that's, and that's all I'm going to do. I focus on like very, very achievable things, whether it be working out, whether it be practice last week on the hustle episode, I spoke about how I'm practicing this coordination thing. Um, sorry, my in independence with my left foot. And I'm genuinely practicing, practicing for 15 minutes, like honestly, no longer than that. And I actually timed it the other day to just kind of prove myself right to see if I was bullshitting or not. And it's, literally 15 minutes i think i got to the 13 minute mark and sort of said yeah that's enough but for me mate achieving anything is being consistent with very very achievable um things and that that's the, that's the key man because that's longevity if it's fun if it feels like it's achievable if it feels like you can almost just grab it you're gonna keep reaching and you're, you're gonna keep doing it so i would i would focus on that mate that's definitely helped me in in all of it, all areas of life. I couldn't agree more. Um, also, I do want to make it clear to anyone listening. I don't offer people drum sets because I want them to be skinny. <laughs> I offer people <laughs> drum sets because I want them to be healthy. Yeah. So, and I want them to be happy. And that was one of those things where I just thought like, I think Ruben, he wants this, but it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, you know, fitness, drumming, all of this stuff. We all have the best intentions, but then, you know, um, some people are married to little metabolism folks like my wife, Amber, where it's like, dude, it's tough. She can eat a pizza followed by two burgers and slam a couple shakes and nothing happens. And so it's like, well, I, I want to be a part. That looks like fun. Well, I don't have that metabolism. Like I do that and I gain weight. So, we, you know, and then I can't even imagine what it's like to have like kids and they're just slamming on a table, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Like, I don't know what that's <laughs> like. At no point am I giving treats to Juno and Han thinking like, oh, that looks really good. I'll have some of that. Even their treats are disgusting. So I'm like, I don't care. So I, I think, you know, your life plays a lot into it. But what Eddie said, small bite size, bite size chunks, man, like whether it's fitness and you just, I mean, Okay, I guess the one thing I can add to what Eddie said is you got to have information because fitness is really hard to achieve when you don't know like, well, I just read that you should never do cardio. No, you should actually only walk. Wait, walking burns more calories than running? That sounds crazy. And it's like, yeah, but 
weightlifting burns more calories than both. And then there's, it's like, okay, Mm. is there anything consistent? Well, what's consistent is if you burn more calories in a day than you take in, you will lose weight. There's, that's just the math of it. So I'm always looking for the truth in the things so that I can count on it. I think that developing technique on the drums is very similar. And Eddie, you probably can relate to this, but you must know how confusing it is to a modern day young drummer that sees, wait, should I do heel up? No, heel toe, swivel, skip. Should I just get a double bass pedal? It's like, man, it's tough. There's just too much information out there. The truth is you just got to practice and you got to let your body figure out what's right for your body. Um, I think the biggest differentiator in something like that is, are you going to go heel up or heel down? Once you make that choice, just commit to it and become great at it. But like Eddie said, 15 minutes a day is more than enough as long as that 15 minutes is on the same thing. The problem is it's always something different. So you're always achieving this C minus in 20 different topics. You got to just narrow it down, you know? So Ruben, if I had 60 pounds on my belly and I lost my drum skills, first thing is every single day would either start or end with a long walk because it's achievable. I can walk. I don't have to run. I don't have to get a sweatsuit on. I don't have to to go buy new shoes. I can walk for one mile out and one mile back, two mile walk. Just doing that alone would be something. You're starting Mm -hmm. to chip away. Yeah, exactly, mate. And and I think a day would also start with, for you writing, well, setting alarms and me writing a list of things that I need to do by the end of the day. And yes. and yeah, it's just maintaining that, that sort of good relationship with whatever you're doing. And yes. that's what I'm, tr- that's what I'm personally going through with the gym at the minute. It's I yo-yo quite a lot. <clears throat> and now at the minute I'm trying to do like four workouts a week, no matter how long, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, an hour and a half, however long they may be. I'm just trying yeah. to be consistent with just going and maintaining that, trying to maintain that just good relationship with it and remembering how positive and how, it, how, and how good it makes me feel. But yeah, small chunks. And uh, and yeah, information is definitely key. No idea where this guy's from, but his name's Tom O'Mitchell. Hi, Mike and Eddie. Tom from Maidstone in Kent here again. Um, I run a drum school called Drumwise. And my question is about a statement that I've heard quite a lot in my last 19 years of teaching. Uh, and a student said it again the other day. Um, my problem with this statement is that I feel like it undermines the need for regular practice. Um, I'm not saying that it's an incorrect statement, but um, I just want to know what your thoughts are on it. So it's essentially uh, that the students think that if they don't practice, they get better. So, for example, if they've been working on something specific that they find really hard um, and they leave it for a few days and then they come back to it, they find that it's easier or they just get it immediately. Um, fairly quick question, really. So what are your thoughts on that? And is there some truth in it? Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Well, let's get into the science of it. Uh, (laughs) yes. So (laughs) first of all, they're wrong. Um, not practicing does not make you better because you would have had to practice in the first place for it to be easier the second time around. So that's kind of based around this thing called the Pomodoro method. So Pomodoro based around like a little Pomodoro orange timer, which the max timer is 25 minutes. So basically neuroscience and neuroscience studies have shown that the brain can basically take on new information 
at a very good rate for about 25 minutes, right around 25 to 30 minutes, you actually start going backwards a little bit and you're not accepting the new information and starting to get jumbled and then allowing that your, your brain to rest for 10 to 15 minutes then it actually assimilates that information, processes it, and it is more accessible to use in the future. So if your students really want to get better, they should do what we do, uh, what I do with all my students, which is our main focus practice is always 25 minutes. And you can, when somebody tells me I have three hours to practice, I just divide that up into 25, 10. So 25 minutes on 10 minute break. That's peanut butter and banana sandwich. That's check social media, do whatever you want, but you have 10 minutes to let that information kind of sit with you. Then you come back to it and it is a little bit easier because the brain had time to process what you were working on. But failing at something for a day and then coming back three days later and magically being able to do it, that's that's not a real thing. Yeah, I mean, you summarized it perfectly there, man. I think like <clears throat> if they come back and they're like, oh, I get it. They've, they've obviously been thinking about it in, in yeah. some way or another. And it's like... Yeah. You know, drumming is is variations of things that we can always already do. So sometimes you can get something without sitting on the drum kit. But yeah, it doesn't. But you need to practice to get better at, at anything. I yes. wish it wasn't the case. But yeah, that is a uh, yeah. Might summarize hey, it perfectly. Mate. How about you and I just hitch a ride on the next uh, SpaceX rocket and just see if we can land on the moon because we've never practiced it. <laughs> I would love. I mean, that. I've I've spent my whole life not practicing. It should be fine. Let's yeah. just fire up the thrusters and see what happens. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mate, so it's, yeah. It's, so taking on new information, building. Um, if you want to pass a book on to your students, or Tom, if you want to read this yourself, check out the Talent Code, and it'll teach you about myelin and the myelin sheath and the brain. It'll teach you about how we take on new information and strengthen the pathways to do that, and then how we also become faster learners and better learners by putting ourselves in difficult situations that kind of force us to take on new information. But you'll learn all about myelin and the myelin sheath and all of that and how the brain works and how we learn new information, all from a book called The Talent Code. All right, moving on to our final question of the day. This is from John Box. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me you're hearing it twice as fast. Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm just going to get rid of that let's try let's see what happens here um can we get it's always you know like when tech fails it's always when like the subjects of the podcast is around i was gonna say this or tech (laughs) come on we're we're trying to help you out here tech why are you doing this to me uh that was john box let's try that one more time if not take it easy john i don't know if the okay so it looks like we have john's question let's try let's try Let's try Matt Jives one more time. Eh, we'll do John Box. This is going to be a fun edit for me. <laughs> What's up, Mike and Eddie? Love the podcast. So my question is, do you guys ever make like the tiniest little mistake that no one probably even notices? And then you just get in your own head about it. And there's nothing you can do to make the rest of the gig or session or whatever feel right. That happens to me more often than I'd like. And I've tried to practice for it. I've tried to prepare for it. And it helps. But it still happens. Am I just supposed to try to talk myself out of it? I don't know. Uh, Thanks. 
how many times and, may, and maybe it's none because you and I didn't talk about this after, but the UK drum show. Hmm. How many times did you it, technically in your mind mess up? And by mess up, you didn't do exactly what you were hoping to do. Now, at no point did you drop a stick or fall off the kit, but did you play the UK drum show perfectly? And I'm hmm. being honest, I don't no. know what your answer would be. No, 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 not at all. It happens all the time. That is the key to being like, uh, maybe like a pro, a pro musician. To be yes. able to just like not get phased by those things, man. Like it, you, you, you really can't because it's like a, the devil, devil and angel on your shoulder the whole time. Like, oh, this is going really, really well. Yeah, that that will soon pass because the devil's <laughs> just about to pipe up and give you a little, give you a little whatever it may be. And honestly, mate, I think that's the key. And I think the only thing that gets me through that is to remember and realize that everyone, everyone goes through the same thing, no matter how good you are no matter if it's a bass player, guitar player, keys, whatever, drummer, like everyone goes through those sort of things. And um, and it's just part of the game, man. It's like no no one is perfect. And that's 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 the reality. And I think um, yeah. if you can get through those moments and really just revel in them, then that's, I don't know, man, it's, it's hard, but everyone goes through the same sort of things, mate. So I wouldn't stress. Same, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, I think that's also where practice comes into play as far as learning your sticking patterns, you know, working on all of your diddle variations, all those things there, they get, I call them get out of jail free cards. They, they get me out of trouble. Yeah. I didn't play the fill that I was going for, but I didn't stop. I didn't miss anything. Cause it's like, Oh, I guess I've, I know you've had this happen because every drummer has, but sometimes you accidentally add in one kick and you just realize oh we're on left hand lead now in this fill <laughs> <clears throat> right yeah and it's like yeah, okay yeah. well then i'll yeah. come out with my left i'll crash with my left yeah. i didn't mean to be here but but i've practiced this like coming out of this fill left hand lead isn't that big of a deal for me because i have practiced this mm-hmm. so i think it's practicing those things so that you're ready it's the whole michael jordan thing about like well, whatever happens once the clock hits three seconds left, I've already experienced every possible outcome in my head. Mm-hmm. So when we did the UK drum show, I've already experienced what happens when I miss this fill, what happens when I go to hit a crash and the whole stand collapses. I've experienced all the possible outcomes in my head. So when they do happen, they don't surprise me. I think yeah. it's the surprise that throws us off. Mate, 100%. That's a really good way of looking at it. You know, like it, it does come down to just... N- if you've practiced the song a million times and you've done your homework, you've put in the graph and you've put in the hours, if you make a mistake, it's kind of like, well, you know, it happens. Just move on. I know what I'm doing. I'm playing. It's, it's all about being confident. It's why I don't drink when I play now, like ever, especially when I'm playing for someone else. Like even, even if the artist is like, oh, Eddie, have a beer with us before we go on. I'm right. like, no, because if I make a mistake, whatever it be, big or small, if I hit... If I miss the snare drum, right, and just for one note, I want that to be a genuine mistake and for no other reason than I just made a mistake. Not because, right. well, he did have a beer before he go on or, yeah. well, it's, you've surely been practicing this? Like, I don't want it to be anything apart from a genuine mistake. And I think, actually, thinking back to your question now, like, that is a big one for me, man. Like, go into whatever you're doing, knowing it like the back of your hand and whatever happens, happens but don't let it be anything else let it just be a genuine mistake because genuine mistakes yeah. happen beautiful all right next question is from 
fellow Brit, Matt Jives. Hello, Mike. Hello, Eddie. This is Matt, a Brit living in California, which I think makes me uniquely qualified as the key demographic for this podcast. My question (laughs) is about making room for new things in your vocabulary. So my example is I was just learning a song that has a pattern, which is a paradiddle followed by an inverted paradiddle and been learning that, working on it, getting it down and then sat down at my pad to play a good old fashioned regular paradiddle, which I've been playing for decades now. And suddenly my hands didn't work. And the thing that I thought was ingrained in my body suddenly wouldn't come out as naturally as it would in the past because this new inverted paradiddle intruder was getting in the way. So my question is, any tips and ideas about how you allow new things into your vocabulary without them being at the consequence of things that were already there? Thank you. Love the podcast. Take care. Solid question. Very, very good question. I'm trying to think of a really, really good answer. You guys, want me to buy you some time? Yeah, buy me some time on this one, mate. (laughs) I think the key, Matt, I think the key is being able to sing the melody. If, If a paradiddle is right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, and an inverted paradiddle is right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, then that's too many R's and L's getting mixed up in your head. But if a paradiddle's melody is ding, da-da-ka-ding, ding, da-da-ka-ding, ding, da-da-ka-ding, and an inverted paradiddle is ding, da-da-ding, ding, da-da-ding, then you sing the two of those together. Ding, da-da-ka-ding, ding, da-da-ding, ding, da-da-ka-ding, ding, da-da-ding. That melody is so much easier to memorize and to hold on to than right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left. That's Im- I barely even got through that just now. That's hard. Yeah, yeah mate, it's so true. Um, I love this podcast. It honestly makes me think about things that I've never thought about before because it's funny. When he said that, I was like, that's exactly what happened to me when I learned the paradiddle diddle. I've been playing the okay. six-stroke role for so long that all of a sudden yep. I was like, no, 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 no. This is really cool that I've got something new to play, but now <laughs> I'm fried. I can't keep up with the with, with what's going on. And it's basically exactly what you said, like sitting sort of reverse engineering how I got through it. It was like melody and then also movements around the kit. So how I yeah. learned the six stroke role was uh, floor tom, all the doubles on the snare and then coming down the toms left, right. So bad, doom, doom. Yep. Um, and then the movement for the paradiddle diddle, which separated them, was I was going up the toms, but also starting on the toms, right, left, right, right, left, left. So, dun, 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 so yeah, melody and movement. That's melody. the only thing that's going to get you get you through it, mate. Because yeah, is and yeah. the whole reason we do any of these things is for the melody, right? Like if I'm playing my right hand on a cowbell and my left hand on the snare. It is a choice of well, that's a paradiddle. Well, what if I don't want that melody? What if I want well, that's an inverted paradiddle. But I'm never thinking here comes an inverted paradiddle. Just like with the six stroke roll, if I want ding, ga ding, ba ding, ba ding, you know, I'm not going to try to force a paradiddle diddle or a double paradiddle to do what a six-stroke roll does. The melody's built into the sticking. It's mm. built into those singles, those primary notes. So to me, even when somebody gives me, let's say we go full reverse paradiddle. So the doubles begin it. Right, right, left, right, left, left, right. Left. Oh, that's hard to say. Right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right. So we start with those doubles. That might be 
I'm trying to think of that melody rather than the rights and the lefts because then I'll just get way too confused. Mm. In the beginning, it does start with rights and lefts. Of course, if you gave me a brand new pattern, it would have to. But I'm always waiting for the melody to emerge so that I can throw the rights and lefts away and just sing the melody. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, mate. Because, I mean, if if you're a drummer who wants to sit there and learn most of the rudiments out there, you're going to have to focus on melody and movements because otherwise it's going to get too hectic. Yeah. And it's also too stale. Like, yeah, exactly. The rudiments get us closer to the, to the sounds that we want. Um, mm. The sound is the key. I mean, I, there's so many things I play where if you said, what was that? I would probably find out halfway through reverse engineering like, oh man, I guess those were Swiss triplets. I definitely wasn't thinking that. Swiss triplets to me is a sound. It's a non-alternating blah blah da blah blah da blah blah da blah blah But I'm never thinking Swiss triplets, Swiss triplets, Swiss triplets. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Flam accents think- are an alternating version of that. I would love to like find the person whose brain worked that quick when like seeing numbers or like. Letters, but even then, it would, wouldn't it sound? I mean, I don't know, but I think it would sound kind of stale to be like. And here comes the pad of fla fla, followed by the book report. Two five stroke rolls into a seven stroke roll. It's like, oh my God. Just yeah. play some drums. That's not going to inspire anyone to pick up some drumsticks, is it? No, no. So it's it's important that we all know that those things are getting us closer to a specific thing that we're trying to achieve on the drums. But the people that you look up to are they may be using a lot of that stuff. I'm Steve Gadd is, you know, famous for being a very rudimental drummer. But he's not thinking about it. He learned the rudiments, worked very hard on them so that he could then just express himself freely. Yes, those rudiments are showing up, but at no point is he thinking, you know what is necessary here is a flamadiddle. You know, it's just the flamadiddle is how I get to but I'm not thinking flamadiddle going into it. I practice the flamadiddle so that when I sing, it comes out of me naturally. Mm. All right, everybody. I hope that helps clear up some stuff. If you're a patron and you want to get in on the podcast, please send your questions to Mike at Mike'sLessons.com. I will collect them from there and I will do a much better job of importing them into the tech app called Zencaster. <laughs> mate, it's not you. It's it's the app, mate. It's the app. It's the old caster. It's the we, old we caster. Need, <laughs> we, we need to take Zencaster off the, the tech list, mate. It's uh, uh, <laughs> I. Uh, if any of you have a better way of doing podcasts and exporting HD video at the end, because don't say Zoom. We've It's not like we're like, wait, what is it? How do you spell it? <laughs> We've tried it. <laughs> what we get when this podcast is over is actually pretty amazing from yeah, this app. But if there's something yeah. out there better, love it. Also, you know what I would love to do? And maybe I don't. we're not going to use Discord for this because I don't want to cross into your lane. But <laughs> it would be cool to have people live with us not video video wise but if they could just listen live when we're doing this yeah it would be cool i wonder if so we we'll, can... we'll look into that yeah anyways if you want to support this podcast you can do it two ways you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash drum with mike and eddie the link is in the description below and you can become a patron or you can just go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating and write a review those reviews that's probably as helpful as anything you can do because it helps other drummers find this podcast we would greatly appreciate it but until next time here comes that cool eddie thrower trip hop track (laughs) episode 87 is in the can see you later ciao 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 double